0: Ready, 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 ready to
1: roll. In this episode of the RV Small Talk Podcast, we're going to talk about three subjects, three small incremental things. Now, here's here's the first one. We're going to talk about what you carry with you, what you pack with you that helps you to handle some of the grossest or uncleanly situations of your RV travel life. Ew. Ew, right? And then, then the next topic, we're going to talk about the foods that, that we're going to get adventuresome on and what are we going to make? What are Yum. these recipes we're going to pursue for this year's camping trips. And then thirdly, tertiary, we're going to talk about the changing climate, the changing times. It's not a, it's not a political thing. It's simply the weather's changing, El Nino pattern. What does that mean for our camping trips and where you might be traveling? Rain. So, stay tuned and welcome to the RV Small Talk podcast. Where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and people, and places that go right along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clarence. Then I'm Cody.
0: And I'm full of Mexican food. And oh, last. Nice.
1: So, so, how's it going, y'all? We You may have noticed, if you're listening to this podcast, we're doing things a little differently. Mostly because we're goofy, but also because we have no PJ. So, you're going to hear Cody's voice on the podcast again. Sorry. Yeah, Uh many apologies but we wanted a third voice so here he is
0: what did i say about interrupting people cody
2: you said not to interrupt i didn't interrupt he kept talking oh
1: there's that I mean, that's one, one perspective. This is okay. going to
0: be a spicy podcast. So, so to
1: <laughs> review, to bring people up to speed, uh, Cody's been with Francis Craft for quite a number of years, and he currently heads up our service department. And he's he's our go-to guy whenever we do our live streams on Fridays that involve a technician. So, uh, so he has some knowledge that we might tap into. Otherwise, we're going to just try to make him feel uncomfortable on the microphones.
0: Yeah, Cody is extremely smart when it comes to RV repair. Um, we'll see about the rest of. I was gonna say this. <laughs> I
1: don't think any of these topics. I, we'll see if any of our topics, topics technical about our topics
0: today. We're just throwing Cody in just <laughs> to watch him squirm.
1: I'm a gap filler. Squirm, Cody, squirm. Okay. Well. Let's start off with the first topic of the day. And the question is more about materials and things that you have along with you in your travels, specifically for dirty jobs. So this section, let's call it what's in your ick kit. Say that three times fast. I won't. <laughs> so what is in your ick kit? What, what should be in there? Um, so parameters. Um this is not necessarily the what you need in a kit to hook up to travel somewhere. This is more what you deal with in your just the cleanliness of your rig. Uh, yeah. Be it in the kitchen or the bathroom or we can verge into the dumping scenario as well. So what goes into your box that you always want to have with you when you're traveling with your RV?
0: Well, wow. I can tell you one of the best things that I learned mm-hmm. having kids is once they're out of diapers, you keep buying diaper wipes. Because yes. Dude, baby, yes. Wipes, baby
1: wipes
2: are the bomb.
0: They, they, are, they really are. And
1: you know what? I think that the companies figured that out because they started just marketing them instead of baby wipes. They started marketing them. Otherwise it's like dude wipes, dude and, wipes. And, boogie and, wipes. And, yep. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. I always have a pack of wipes. I mean, everywhere, but especially when camping. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it is essentially a pre-moistened towelette right. that you can use and you're in the middle of a hike and your kid has something on his face or, right. you know, steps on something gross.
2: You know, there was speaking of those, there was one company that made wipes that were like completely like disposable environmental friendly bob's butt wipes yeah which were supposed to be really like outdoorsy sure because they biodegrade really well right compared to maybe like a typical baby wipe
0: but do they hold up to baby like
2: you know they're probably not quite as thick but let's be real anything in the rv world that's designed to break down is generally not right as thick
1: think about not single play but half play (laughs) (laughs) i don't Uh, i know
0: baby wipes are 100 percent in my ick kit yes
1: I okay like so baby wipes there's one that's in my it kit and it's not necessarily for the human body but the problem is is that they are packaged the same very similarly and yet you don't want to be wiping the body with them and that'd be like the um the lysol wipes, wipes yeah, yeah yeah um they're so similar i want to keep the two separate but those are in my ick kit they definitely travel with me because all the hard surfaces right around the kitchen area or whatever my kids touch um super easy to keep things clean for sure so
0: what about microfiber towels i love them
2: cody what's your take on my microfiber? i mean that's what i that's what we use for for cleaning everything i think they're great they, mm-hmm. they, they tend to as long as you keep them out of the dirt they tend not to scratch stuff which is right. ideal for a
1: microfiber so we use them we got into microfiber years ago with some towels from REI because they're towels for the body that are microfiber are great for camping. But then after that we started exploring what you can use them for in the kitchen in the bathroom for windows if you got, keep a towel specific microfiber towel specifically for windows it's it's like a godsend it's it's fantastic
0: as long as you keep it clean now yeah but I don't I don't, you, you don't them. want to touch you want hit
1: below the belt. You want to keep it clean. Yes. Yes.
0: I don't want to touch them.
1: The, the you, microfiber. The microfibers. Yeah. Why?
0: It does it make the back of your face hurt?
1: No. <laughs> I'm sorry. What?
0: It's like nails on a chalkboard when you touch it.
1: Oh, not at I all for me. This I've experience. never had
0: that experience with microfiber. No. It makes the back, the behind my face hurt.
1: You know, it's probably the mus, the those little bitty muscles, the, the little twitchy muscles in in your face. Sure. Probably cringing.
0: I mean, I get the same feeling when I write with the wrong pen. So I is think, it
2: like nails on a chalkboard yeah, for some people? I
0: think I'm I'm weird, but I have heard of other people not liking to touch I microfiber towels. Never had that. So issue. a lot of times I'll get another towel mm-hmm. and then I'll grab the microfiber See, towel with the other towel. Hey, yeah, pro <laughs> tip.
2: You're sensitive to that touch. Sure. Why or not?
0: hey, something else in your it kit: gloves. You could just grab a glove and mm-hmm. then grab your microfiber towel. But rubber right. gloves are something that
2: multi-purpose across a campus. And
0: I really want to get some like actual like, like dishwashing duty? gloves because right now I just have the one-time-use plastic.
1: R- the charcoal. natural or latex. Yeah, and yeah. It,
0: I don't. It, they,
1: I just. So mm-mm. I've never really used the, the like the the half arm length rubber gloves that people buy for dishes. So I put them on the list because I know people do. Sure. Um, but I do like an assortment of gloves. Certainly I do like light latex and nitrile gloves for just general purpose. Right. It could be in the kitchen, it can be bathroom, it could be at the dump station, um, or it can be something let's let's say there is a repair, and that's outside of this conversation, but great if you're gonna do a greasy situation or yeah. something like that. Break dust, all kinds of stuff. Yep. So and then just work gloves. And there's so many reasons why you might just want to have work gloves in your tow vehicle at the very least. So gloves, gloves, gloves. There's three types we mentioned there. Basically, the rubber-like or nitrile, rubber gloves for dish-type situations, and yep. then work gloves. For sure.
0: Or handling microfiber towels.
1: Yes. Or handling microfibers. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: So
2: one thing that, that I'm thinking that is actually um, not on the list, but okay. I'm thinking exterior uh-huh. and and maybe most people do this, maybe think about this when they get home, but I'm thinking about it like while I'm traveling, depending on how long you're going to be on the road. Mm-hmm. that might be some bug remover.
1: I didn't have that list. I, I mean,
2: yeah. But I mean, you're traveling and especially when you travel in certain times of the year, you can drive through quite a swarm sure. of bugs.
0: And then you're just staring at them. The and time then they're you're just camping. all over
2: your car and
1: your camper the yeah. entire time you're camping. Th- th- those just love bugs. Yes. And you're like, well, we disturbed a moment, like a hundred of those moments all over my yeah. grill. I don't think that's why they call them that but i think it is (laughs) maybe it is
2: (laughs) but they 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 can uh they can really cause some havoc um if you leave them on
1: there too long too sure sure um well what do you guys see in the service shop as far as bugs being left on too long what's it due to the well you know certain bugs depending
2: on what they may release when they splatter on your camper you know uh could ruin the paint finish you know okay so getting them cleaned off in a timely manner is important
1: okay so there you go bug cleaner the spray-on type that kind of foams any particular um i mean there's different brands in this baby industry wipes. but can i use baby I,
0: wipes for that uh, mm,
2: you know i don't know if a baby wipe is going to break down bug guts <laughs> if it is i'm not sure i want to use it on my child <laughs>
0: but,
2: yeah okay um So, yeah, I mean, Thetford makes a good one. Um, You spray it on it. You know, you really want to do it when it's cooler. Mm So, you can let it sit and really give it a chance to break down Mm
1: -hmm.
2: that material. And then you can just wipe it off. Or if you want to actually wash the camper, it's a good time to get scrub brush on it.
0: Okay. What about icky toilets?
2: Icky toilets.
0: Icky toilets. What do you got? got So,
2: here's a good one on toilets, right? So, um, there's a couple of different products out there, but you really want to think about what kind of treatment you're using in your tanks because if you go behind and clean it with traditional bowl cleaner Uh from your house you're going to kill all your enzymes that are in the toilet in the tank controlling odors and digestion
1: of Uh, your waste yeah yeah that's that's good looking wait
0: so the enzymes are the things you put in the tank to Do the thing to To do the
2: stuff to digest the stuff to digest the waste. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then if you use regular toilet bowl cleaners or bleach or anything, it will cancel out.
2: It'll kill them. I mean, it's live bacteria.
0: Cool. I mean, I I didn't know that.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, it's kind of like what you do to your body when you take antibiotics. It kills your gut flora. Yeah. So
0: don't drink toilet bowl cleaner. That's probably a good
1: one. Okay. No longer. But only when I'm taking
0: antibiotics.
1: I mean, what's the point at that point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: you know, that's something that maybe people don't think about mm-hmm. uh, whenever they're, you know, maybe mid tank dump and they need to clean the toilet. Right. You want to make sure you're using a product that it will enhance or
1: at least not kill off what you've already right. got in there. And there's also, as I understand it, you want to make sure you're not mixing the ammonias and the bleaches. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to make that, that gas. Because caustic real fast. Yeah. And deadly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so pay attention to what's in the ingredients. I was thinking you might need to pay attention to like, we've, we grew up using the abrasive cleaners on, on Oh, porcelain. for sure. Yep. Um, and uh, what's the name of that one? that comes to mind. Bor- uh, not Borax, am I thinking Borax, Scabin Ajax, bubbles? Ajax, Ajax type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or Comet. I think comment. Comment okay. Okay. Yeah. was a good one. Yeah. So, so I mean, obviously, there's, there's the if you have a toilet that is or sinks or whatever fixtures that are a hard surface that aren't so porous or, or soft, maybe porcelain, then you might be able to use that. But I'd be afraid that it might harm the seals because it is abrasive. Right. It's a gritty abrasive. I for mean, sure. it may get things clean. However, if I the, dealing with seals can be a real problem. Yep. Especially and the and the problem will show up. In the least convenient time so i don't i don't know that i would want to use an abrasive uh, on an rv surface i wouldn't Um, so
0: there's specific rv toilet cleaners there
2: are there are yep so um you know we we use uh oh i forgot the name of the brand we use here My mind just went blank. What do you use? Thank you. What do
0: you use at home? Don't you live in an RV?
2: Not anymore. We sold the RV and bought a house from
0: Okay. Congratulations. Yeah. But when you lived in the RV, we
2: used all I used all unique products. And unique actually makes a toilet bowl cleaner Mm -hmm. that has enzymes in it. So it's not going to kill off what's already in there. It's going
0: to add more enzymes. It's going (laughs) to
2: enhance what's already there. So you spray it in there just like you would a normal toilet bowl cleaner. And then you go behind it with a uh, you know it's called a uh, scrub brush hmm. you flush it down and you're good to You just keep on going and you lived in
1: that trailer using the unique products for how long you just a little over a year and a half well there you go there's a little testimony there yeah cool <laughs> okay sweet um so i wouldn't want to use abrasives i'd use something gentle particularly there are a lot of rvs that have plastic
2: that's correct. Yeah, there's a lot of plastic sinks, plastic toilets,
1: and you'll damage all. what this condition would be after a season of using abrasives on a plastic toilet? Or or no, fiberglass. I would be even
2: afraid to use it. I mean, most of your fiberglass showers, you don't even want to use that on.
1: You think because it would wear thinner and thinner and thinner, and then it would yep. be exposing fibers? Possibly. Oh.
2: It's just going to leave scratch marks everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> There you go. So uh, I I mentioned the Lysol wipes. I think that those are fantastically. They are. They're great to have around, but also pledge multi-surface is just a great all around where anywhere in your.
0: Another wipe.
1: Yeah.
0: Floors there. I mean, you can, you can use anything for your it kit to uh, get your floors clean, but broom in a dustpan just seems like it takes up some room right just because mm-hmm. how tall it is mm-hmm. and then the dustpan is is awkward um it
1: has been since adolescence i feel so sorry for it you know just making it in this world
0: <laughs> my favorite thing to do like no swiffer no no broom mm-hmm. my favorite is the 20 dollar from walmart little dustbuster thing
2: okay oh yeah okay i mean
0: it's this big so i can stick it in a cabinet or a drawer and it does the same thing as a mop or a vacuum i mean i just take it and you just go along the crease you know where you make the mess and then if there's something left you get a clorox wipe and you wipe it up um as far as space goes i feel like a broom or a swiffer or anything like that is just stupid
2: I think, I, think no, that's, no I think that's it. It, I think it. all <laughs> of that is going to be relative to the size of the camper you have, right?
0: I guess you would and use so a dustbuster. I'm not going to
2: use a little dust buster in mine. I mean, I had a 43 foot fifth wheel. Yeah,
0: I guess that makes it sense. It had
2: a built in back system that we used pretty regularly. Right. Um, but we also had just like a small shop back, which is kind of similar to a a, a little dust buster or something mm-hmm. like that. But then, like to really clean the floors, we like to use a steam mop.
1: Okay. I and steam. well in a residential situation that makes sense. We use it in the in the trailer too. But yeah, yeah I mean but we were full time in so. But yeah, yeah I mean
0: Desperster is all
1: you need. So in my trailer, because it is more of a toy hauler and because I have put various motorcycles and, and uh, UTV in there and stuff like that, they bring in a, a certain level of grime and grit. Mm, very true. You just spray it and out with a hose. I have. I've used a, <laughs> a, I've used a um, blower, a lawn blower. Yep. Um, but some of that stuff, I mean, oil, a little oil dripper or a little gas in there. So in which case, that'll that's when I'll bring out something more like a swiffer or a wet swiffer or something like right. that. Well, since you're talking about
2: oils, they even make like wipes for cleaning your hands mm-hmm. and spills and mm-hmm. stuff in a in a wipe type as well. Right.
1: In which case I also have oftentimes because of the equipment I may be hauling around simple green. Yeah. or fast orange. Yeah, uh, for various purposes, obviously. Sure. Yeah. and I think that the depending on what you, what type of camping you're doing, those are great cleaners as well. Simple
0: Green is what I use at home for everything.
1: Oh, it's it's a great um, all around degreaser, It uh, smells yeah decent. And yeah. it's green. It's Green and it is it's green. so simple. Imagine that; just makes life it simple. Hmm.
0: All right, what else is in your ick kit?
1: You know, you mentioned that vacuum. I I was thinking even maybe the smaller little battery-powered dust because it's great for my tow vehicle.
0: That's what I, yeah.
1: It's, it's for, perfect for both.
0: I have one in my car all the time. And then when I go mm-hmm. camping, I just take it out of my car and put it in my camper. Okay. 20 cool. bucks at Walmart. Dirt. And it's been going for like four years.
1: I've had some, what do they call the dirt devils? The dirt, little red yeah. ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had good luck and bad luck. Like I had one growing up and my mom still has it. And the thing is a champ. Just doesn't die, and I've had two since then that I've bought it as an adult, and they do. They, they do die. <laughs> they do die. They, they do, do die. die. Yeah. Um. What about for like upholsteries and other oof. fabrics and all that? That's that. This just is throw it away. This is the the like. Um. Hmm, stuff gets problematic just here. Throw it
0: away. <laughs> Cleaning fabrics.
1: Yeah. So,
2: I mean, are we talking about like just making them smell good?
1: I I would like cleaning it
0: my kids just played in the mud and now they went and put their grimy hands all over the, the seat how do I clean it
2: my so kids just sounds and like and a wipey situation. Throw away the kids. Sounds like, that. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that sounds like another wipey situation, depending on yeah. the type of uh,
1: upholstery you're dealing with. So I didn't actually come up with actual ideas like brands or anything on this, but I think that it, this is a good area to say you need to do your research before you leave. Yeah. Test some, not just on what, what you can put up with, because some of those you're in a small space and there's going to be aerosols or something, some off gassing something. So test it, but also test it on the materials to make sure it's not harming your fabric, You're your yeah. discoloration right. and, and stuff like that.
0: But our, I mean, I could never imagine myself actually bringing specific upholstery cleaner when I'm camping. Okay. And that's not something yeah. I'm going to pack. That's something I'm going to clean when I get
1: home. So some stuff that I like, and I and I didn't put too much of this on, on my list, but I like things that are very n- natural for upholsteries. Like I might do a solution with like white vinegar and all that to clean all kinds of surfaces. If it's, if it's something I don't want to do, Simple Green or something like that. I'm wondering if there's something you can do upholstery wise and maybe we'll get people to comment and send us an email or something like that that'll kind of say this is what i use there's a, maybe a solution white vinegar or maybe they use a dry clean maybe something that's based off of uh baking powder b- baking soda sure sort mm. of thing mm. so because they have dry dry stuff that you can clean with sure i just need to know what it is i mean, i don't I have no idea make stuff fresh yep so a uh, club soda i've heard club soda go, goes a long ways it's true so and I've never tried that one either.
0: Get stains and off, hydrogen and
1: peroxide. However, hydrogen yes. peroxide, you got to be careful what type of fabric or yep. it is. If you
0: get blood on anything, hydrogen peroxide is the way to go. Cold water and hydrogen Interesting. peroxide.
1: Interesting. One thing to
2: keep in mind, if you are cleaning with any type of aerosols, mm-hmm. is that lovely little LP alarm um, that will go off right when you are spraying aerosols in a camper. It's your fault.
0: <laughs> and it will be your fault i just can't see myself bringing most of these things when i'm camping mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i'm not going to bring windex i'm not going to bring i'm going to bring like clorox wipes and baby wipes and a dust buster and anything s- i can't clean up with those three things i'll clean up when i get home
2: what if you're going on a longer trip i still wouldn't
1: Okay. So I, I can guess. see some of this stuff being seasonal. <laughs> I guess seasonal. that's just, just asking, me. Yeah. I don't know, I wouldn't yeah. do it. For me, I can see some of this being seasonal because you've seen how I, I pack out. I have like little uh, plastic bins with lids and mm-hmm. all that and they stack. And so I will have a bin for this kind of stuff and I might be seasonal at the beginning of my camping season. I'll see what's still good. It has some life in it. Like some of these wipes or whatever, if they've been through a Texas summer, they're not going to be out. They're not yeah. going to yeah. wipe so good. So I might start a new season with a new pack of those. Uh, some of the the gloves, even gloves, they start to break down in the heat and all they that. They do. So uh, I will seasonally go through and make a bin and say that's that's my stuff in this category, my ick kit.
0: And when you go, for the season, when you go camping, you take things out of the bin and put them somewhere else, so they just no, live they stay in, the in the bin. bin. And yeah. where does the bin stay?
1: Well, in my camper, it, it either stacks up in a stacking system, or oftentimes it's not a big toy hauler. They're wet, kind, somewhat weatherproof. As soon as I get to my side, I open up the ramp and I start just putting stuff underneath my camper out of the sun. That makes sense. And and if I need a bin, it's underneath my camper.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: That works. And I started doing that with even when I had the InTech Pursue. Okay. It's small and it just made sense.
0: Caitlin, can you put my phone on do not disturb, please? Because I'm an
1: irresponsible adult. While you're doing that, I'm going to get my computer so I can pull up some of these recipes. So you so we can stare at them. And yes.
0: Talk about Let's look at food. Yay, so thing we thing talked about already. icky stuff. Now we're going to talk about yummy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we're going to go from the ick kit to, to the, the food, yummy kit
2: to the yummy kit.
0: Clint found us some interesting, weird, um, most of them sound pretty delicious recipes that we are going to. Look over, see if we would try, maybe give you guys some inspiration for cooking at the campground. Cause for me, that's always a tricky thing to do.
1: And we've talked about food quite a few times. We and do like I'm, talking about food. I'm not the kind that gets very involved on cooking at home, but even less while camping. But I thought some of these sounded good enough to try. Maybe I can, maybe I can develop as a camping cook a little bit, but also some of these you can make well beforehand and bring along
0: perfect so perfect i'm, I'm gonna
1: tell you this top one right here
2: the the sausage potato skillet yeah that right there just sounds yummy to speaks me speaks to you right yeah. let me pull up the,
1: the image of it because some of these sold me on just oh just on pictures the image? right oh yes look at this sausage potatoes. it's prep total time is 30 minutes
0: easy peasy
1: and we're gonna have these links in the show notes of well of the show <laughs> I t- I'll tell you
2: what, let's. We, we should totally make that one next weekend.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Oh, for the rally? Yeah. That'd
1: be great. Heck yes. One of our dinners or something like yeah. that. So if you want to know what it tastes like or at least looks like and smells like, come to the rally next week. Come
0: to the rally and watch <laughs> Clint make it on his.
2: Well, we've got a couple different ways we could try. We try it on the scottle and see how it turns out.
0: If we have a scottle, we should cook everything on the scottle.
1: I'll have my scottle there. If you don't know what a scottle is, who makes the scottle again? Timbo Tusk. Timbo Tusk. And tell us about that company because most people won't know, know where this comes from.
2: Timbo Tusk is more of like your overlanding off grid type company. Right. Uh that's more like what they're focused at. Um a Scottle is kind of similar to a fire disk, I'd say, but on a much smaller scale. Packable. Uh, super very cool. packable. And more manageable, and manageable yes. And much more manageable for traveling with.
1: Perfect for small campers. Yes. And
2: truck campers because yes. space and weight is always at a risk. Yes. Yeah. Super cool device. You can cook anything on it. Uh, But they Timbo Tusk makes a whole lot of things now. They've got fridge slides and and a whole variety of things that you can look at that they offer.
1: So let's make sure we give uh, Timbo Tusk's link in the show notes so that people can look at what they offer. But I'll say uh, at a rally last year, you did hamburgers. Yes. You did breakfast, eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon. Yeah. And then... I was having so much fun with you cooking on your on your Scottle. I went into town and got some some frozen mixed uh, stir fry. We made a stir fry. Yeah, it was just stir fry, and it was easy, easy. Scottle for the
0: win. And it
1: and the food was excellent. And you cooked outside. I did. The smell was amazing under my awning. It was fantastic. So look into something like that. Uh, we mentioned the Scottle because we that's what we've used here. But often the Camp Chef. You mentioned the Fire Disk by Camp Chef.
2: Yes. There's a bigger, heavier version of it. Essentially, yeah. It's a very similar uh, style,
1: I guess I would say. Right, right. Okay, let me pull up the next. I am
0: mesmerized by that video in the corner showing me how to make (laughs) stuff. I I don't even know what it's trying to show me how to make. Okay. I'm into it.
1: Here's the next one. It's the Easy Sloppy Joe's. I like anything that's easy and messy. It's not just Easy Sloppy Joe's. They're salsa.
2: Easy There we go. Sloppy Joe's. Joes.
1: This hits, this hits, hits me on several areas is easy. It's salsa. And it's sloppy. sloppy. And it's Joe. Sloppy Joe. Joe Sloppy Sloppy. Sloppy Joe. Okay,
0: so the other night at my kids baseball game, they like have this big speaker and they like play all this like Pump up music, you yeah, know, course. when the kids are going out yeah. in the field. The other day they blasted sloppy Joe's by Adam Sandler and all the kids looked so confused and all the parents were losing their minds. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. And I don't understand why, but
1: dear listener, <laughs> if you are not aware of sloppy Joe by Adam Sandler, I am not aware of that one. I feel like what? I should probably look that up. Yeah. Ugh. So here I'm going to pull up the recipe. Yeah, I want to see on that one. And so, oh. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, very hearty looking and total prep time, 20 minutes,
0: 20 minutes.
1: Let me get to the to the what it, the ingredients are simply ground beef, salsa, condensed condensed tomato soup, one tablespoon brown sugar and hamburger bones.
0: It needs to be like three tablespoons brown sugar. I'm telling you that right now
1: just to make it sweeter
0: no just because brown sugar and ground beef just go together oh with tomato soup yes
1: so so and the nice thing about this this is a fantastically easy one to test with your family and kids at home but also if it goes over well and you have leftovers this is a super freezable oh yes yeah you then can you, bring out with you, you it's just done. heat it
0: up and then put it in the buns
1: it's a fantastic travel okay pre pre i might
0: i might pre-prep those for the uh
1: for the rally okay oh bomb okay i cool. can do that let's do it next on this okay i have so much to say about these. okay so i i don't know that i'd run across this in my life but, I, but there's a long history with these there must be i'll tell you what i am a cottage cheese fan though mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so t- everyone listening okay What is your reaction when you hear these words put together? (laughs) Prepare yourself, it is overwhelming. Okay, take a moment for yourself as you take in these words together. Cottage, cheese, pancakes. Yum. How do you feel about this?
2: I mean, my first response is like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, I like cottage
1: cheese, but cottage cheese and pancakes? Yeah, it feels a little weird. What, what's the texture going to be? Okay, what's no, the, what how dense and heavy? What what's going on here?
0: I need to see the recipe because I actually make cottage cheese. I think if uh-huh. this is what I'm thinking of, the way that I make pancakes, which is a recipe that I found years ago and it is the best pancakes I've ever had, mm-hmm. is you take um,
1: oh, buttermilk, right?
0: Buttermilk and vinegar. And, and you mix right. it together and then you let it sit on the counter for like until an hour what?
1: until it curdles. So you're making cottage cheese.
0: And then you take that and use it in your pancake batter. And the first time I did it, I was like, this is disgusting. I think I'm reading this recipe wrong. But pancakes, you have never had lighter, fluffier better tasting pancakes because i gotta wonder
1: how that works you're out.
0: supposed to make it curdle and then you put it in the batter and you just make it like normal pancakes but for some reason it puts the air in, i mean they're delicious so that's
2: so we, I, I, I okay. weird. i too, i'm gonna have to try it's it totally normal i'll tell you what i've got to make breakfast sounds like we need to pack this up and make breakfast too well we're, <laughs> we
0: are, we're already here. doing pancakes on sunday oh, morning. oh that's right good call and I don't know if I can do that for no, 150 I'm with you. people. I'm no, with no, you. no. We'll
1: make our own pancakes. But we'll we can make, make our own but
0: pancakes.
2: Well, I'm just saying, we got to eat, what, Friday morning, mm-hmm. Saturday morning mm-hmm. okay. breakfast? All right. I mean, how many times, you know, I'm willing oh. to cook on the scottle every morning. so. And pancakes would be perfect on the scottle. Yeah.
1: A little bitty hot cakes. They'll be a little bit oblong boop, 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 because of. Well,
2: it. The, yeah, because it's, it's kind of dished, right? Yeah. So they're going to want to kind of rustle it. I'm eat them. I'm going to eat them. You just roll them up and eat them. So, so,
1: Click we, on the, when click I on the link. i thought about this. There's a yeah, long click history. On the, I, on I want to see these. So here's, I have two it, links. It two probably just of looks them. like a
2: pancake. I'm going to be unimpressed. I'm sure. So, uh, oh, you broke that one. There we go.
1: A broken link. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Total prep time 20 minutes yet again. Okay. Quick. So quick, I'm in. Yeah. It looks a little crepeish. It, it does, does. It look looks crepe-ish. more creepish. Yeah. Not creepy. 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 Okay.
2: I would agree with that. And especially since they're throwing like the The berries on top the whipped cream and the berries. Yeah.
1: So, and I used to love like uh, potato pancakes. So okay. this is, this feels kind of old school. Like uh, I think is an old enough style of pancake that it gives you thoughts of the old ways, the old days, homesteaders and pioneers and all that. Maybe even the old world where they speak English funny.
0: But this, li- I mean, the ingredients <laughs> are <laughs> eggs. Go down. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's look the at the ingredients. The ingredients are eggs cottage cheese butter and flour so they're, they're
2: mixing cottage cheese with the eggs
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so that's how they're making their base i you know what i'm gonna have to try it i finished off my thing at cottage cheese but I'm, I'm game to give it a go i'm going to pull up the other recipe to see how it differs but i bet we probably need to bring the whipped cream and have some fruit too look these thick are, thick okay. So are. Those are de- yeah those are definitely more hearty looking
1: these are so thick and fluffy looking they are almost biscuits that's a ton of butter look Look at how much butter is on this pancake that's the
2: only way to do pancakes let's be real (laughs)
0: that's a lot of butter i
2: get so boring with my pancakes i'm like i'm gonna make i want pancakes but i'm gonna do it healthy i'm gonna have protein pancakes and i might put a little bit of almond butter Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm.
1: on them (laughs) so here's your ingredients for this one eggs eggs, honey cottage cheese baking powder vanilla salt cinnamon all-purpose flour so it's more involved this is the bougie one oh bougie bougie
0: i want to find my recipe and you make your own curdled curdled milk okay okay i think i just i mean
1: there's more to it
0: y'all look it up it's the best pancakes ever okay so fluffy
1: the next the next recipe i put on here also combined a few a couple nice things listen to this taco rice (laughs) <laughs>
0: I mean, I feel like I grew up eating taco rice.
1: And and the whole thing is, is it taco rice it's it's all the t- goodness of the taco but you might not have a tortilla. What do you do for your for the for the carbs that we so love and are addicted to? Rice. rice.
0: And then you throw into a bowl and then mm-hmm. it's easy to eat.
1: I'm going to open huh. this this photo up and let's let's see what we see. Bam. Silence. Okay, this that looks boring. It looks kind of boring, right? But so it's like a taco bowl.
0: Yeah. But like, where's the meat? It's well, just it's, rice with cheese it, and sour uh, cream. It, it might be great. mixed in it there. Maybe some taco seasoning. It's just got okay. some ground beef in it. So the ingredients are rice or instant rice, mm-hmm. ground beef, onion and salsa.
1: But no, there's some more.
0: Oh, good. Tomato sauce, beef bouillon, tortilla chips. And then cheddar cheese, kidney beans, sour cream, olives, whatever you Those want yeah, on top The topper, of it. the topper, so right. that you could use the I mean,
2: tortilla chips to dip.
0: I see how it's a great camping meal,
1: and something you could prepare beforehand. It's to make not, it's not blowing my mind right now. Yeah, I think. I Take think me back now to cottage at, cheese pancakes. Yeah, I think I was more,
2: I was more in, in with the cottage cheese pancakes actually.
1: Okay, all right, fair enough. I think that I've, <laughs> I think I was hungry when I made this list. Yeah. Just be honest. I think you might have been. <laughs> All right, and the last one I have is matcha chia pudding. I'm into it. And I have a note here. I don't know where this falls in between a dessert or a snack, but I don't care. I want to try it. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to pull up the the picture of it real I quick.
0: make chia pudding at least once a month, a giant bat of it that we eat all
1: Wow. What's the texture like? Cuz I've never had it and I'm and I do like I grew up with tapioca pudding. You Ooh, hate? I the love idea of tapioca pudding. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I, love I don't love
0: the texture. chia pudding texture either, but I don't mind it. I'll eat it. It's gummy, but like it's when you bite into the seeds there is a little like not really a crunch but a pop.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: So you do get like little Pops. Almost like feels effervescent as you chew. Pu- <laughs> yeah, a seedy pudding. But I make chia pudding in my Instapot. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes five minutes and my kids eat it like every morning for breakfast. And it's just chia seeds, coconut milk, and a little uh maple syrup. And, and it's and delicious. that
1: actually sounds actually almost good for you. Almost. There's yeah.
0: there is some sugar in it. But, sure. but the
1: I but the, but chia, like matcha. chia is actually pretty high in fiber, right? I mean, yes. So let me yeah. see what this says. It says prep time 10 minutes plus chilling.
0: Yes. I would okay. love some matcha chia pudding. That sounds delicious. I've never thought of that.
1: Two cups unsweetened almond milk, three mm. tablespoons maple syrup, two tablespoons matcha, green tea powder, uh, one half cup chia seeds, and one half cup fresh raspberries. Just to-
0: Chia seeds are like Orbeez, though. Like the water yes. beads. Yes. yes. Like they start off this big, and then they well, I
2: remember when people got into just putting it in like their water that they mm-hmm. were drinking.
0: Ew! And
2: was they would it just, just because they wanted a different fiber? I guess. <laughs> it was just like a thing. I remember so seeing people do it. This was probably 10 plus hus- years ago. But
0: also, I don't know about almond milk. You got to use coconut milk with your chia. Really give so, it some body. It,
1: so matcha coconut milk nine times out of 10 yeah. over almond milk. Anyways. So matcha is green tea powder. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be
2: so does that actually have the caffeine in it? So is this going to be like a, does have a yeah. little? so this is ca- going to be a little
0: caffeinated, caffeinated chia seed breakfast. That's what I would. I would think of this as breakfast.
1: Another thing that's hmm. easy to do while you're out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely something you could probably pre-mix. So we have two Packaged kind of breakfasty things yeah. on here, and and two lunch dinner give it a go lunch yeah. dinner things. We might be able to pull these off over our next two rallies. So, I'm
0: sounds excited. like it might be doable. I like to eat,
1: okay. Give them a go. I did not pull any more recipes. So sorry. Oh. it's
0: okay. We do have another thing to talk about well, in this f- first, can we ask people to send us a head spinning podcast?
1: Ooh, my head has been spinning okay let's Let's ask the listeners before we move on to the next topic. If you have recipes that we you think we might not have considered that we need to try, can you send those to us? Please. Um?
0: camping camping Please.
1: recipes yeah go on our social media um facebook or yeah facebook that's probably the place we'll we'll see it first uh rv small talk podcasts and share a recipe your own recipe something that you found and like to use i want to branch out we into
0: need this. more ideas and uh check out rv small talk community on facebook that's it might one. be a little easier for that's you to one. post on that one and share those with us because yeah
2: boom so our last topic yes 23 what's weather going to do weather they are predicting a stronger than normal el nino pattern
1: we've been in la nina which has been a little bit brutal for our neck of the woods dry it's true well uh, we've seen the lake levels go down so if we yes. shift to el nino el nino um then what is this going to mean not just for our area i think that we're gonna we might be able to have i pulled a lot of information here so we'd have to dig for it right Uh, what's this going to mean across the u.s um well you've got the
2: map there i know down here for us it's going to mean that we're going to be we should be wetter than normal so we should have more rain Mm -hmm. uh hopefully our lakes and everything will get filled back up that are low yeah uh man that would be great uh i like seeing our lakes full sure what's Um, the
0: what's the do you guys know the pattern like isn't it it's it's one for a certain amount of years and then it's another one
1: yeah, so there's a there's there's a typical pattern. It's not locked in. Right. Um and I I want to say it's like th- uh, a 3 versus 4 year thing, but we're going to practice weather at the moment. Where's our where's <laughs> Avery Tomasco when yeah, we, ah, yeah, we, we need him? We need Avery. We need our weatherman. Avery doesn't listen to this podcast. But he's been on this podcast. I so. Betcha, betcha. <laughs> so, let me see if I can f- scroll down here real quick and look at the impacts on regions. so here i have el nino impacts and outlook on the western region so wetter than normal conditions along the southern third of california so how will this affect travel plans i don't know that it needs to i think that this is rainy weather is oftentimes slightly cooler weather and when you're talking about the south the west the south the southwest Cooler winds, breeze and some moisture is invited. Generally. Cooler than average.
0: So does this mean the summer won't be as brutally hot?
2: I think so. Really? That's what we're hoping. Really? Is that
0: what you're
1: saying to
2: me right now? Yes. We could actually have a cooler summer than we've had over the last few years.
1: And even if it's all, you get the cooler winds, the trade winds or what have you, the cooler winds. And if you are getting more rain, obviously more cloud cover, and you get the evaporative effect, which the evaporative effect at least for some short periods of time has a cooling effect, just like sweat does on your body. So that so just stuff. happened. Yeah. Um across the southern plains in the south central United States, there are typically four major impacts of El Nino events. These consist of above normal precipitation. Yes. But mostly during winter. Right. Below normal temperatures, also during winter less active hurricane season with fewer named storms that's great that's good news Mm -hmm. and slightly higher probability of snowfall and sleet events in the winter don't know that i need that
2: well we don't necessarily need that but we do need (laughs) we do need some rain absolutely to to fill us back up
1: right and for the way we camp around these these parts it still didn't change my idea of I would do. I don't think so. I don't think it would necessarily need to affect
2: your your camping plans. Right. You know? In the
1: summer months, you always have to be aware of what's going on in the Gulf. or out in the Atlantic anyways. So just keep doing that. It well, was just like last night. We
2: had a pretty decent storm blow right. through this area. Ping pong ball size I mean, hail out in the hill country. Even when
0: it does storm in Texas, it really, I mean, 90% of the time, it's very quick. It might mm-hmm. be intense, but it's right. pretty quick. And it might actually enhance my camping plans if i know yeah. that it's not going to be 105 and we're going to get a rain shower here and, and there. some cloud
1: cover yeah. yeah
0: perfect great
1: i like to keep an eye on what's going up on upstream though because in the summertime months we've all talked about this it's nice to camp near water mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. upstream <laughs> rain in texas they'll get one of those flash yeah you'll get a flash insane flood saying flash flooding and you won't know okay. that it rained over there up Upstream, maybe right, because the weather can change over just, the course of course, a few miles. You may not even know it rained, and then suddenly your t- your RV is in a perilous uh, predicament. Yeah, it can happen in Texas,
2: or just a heavy anywhere. downpour, and it comes downhill, and you're camping at the bottom of a hill. Right, right. Could be all it takes to get water if you're tank camping.
1: Sure, sure. Water intrusion. So um, let's see here, the Midwest region. This they might not like this so much because it's can bring above normal temperatures. Yep. Um and drier conditions. So uh I guess I guess this is a double edged sword depending on where you are in the US. I just know I've I typically live I've lived in Texas. Yeah. Or abroad. So Me too. Only so Texas. So El
0: Nino for us is typically regarded as like a yay thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. What
2: mm-hmm. are the what are the normal for us? Brings us generally cooler temperatures and more rain. Yeah.
1: Eastern region. Also, they say above normal precipitation. Um, And other than that, I think that's just the big one, big part. Right. More water. I mean, overall, I think everyone's going to be happy with this. Um, Not much difference there. So there it is. I think El Nino is going to be welcome for most people, campers and just the general public.
2: I guess kind of where my brain goes being on the service side of things is thinking if we're looking at an El Nino pattern, we may have more regular cloud cover than normal uh-huh. for our people that like to off-grid camp. Sure, Your solar mm, capacity, you your solar capacity is going to be lower. Oh, very much so. Because you're going to have cloud cover or rainy days. You can have several rainy days in a row. Right. So, you know, for people that may be looking at that type of camping, may need to make some adjustments or make sure they carry a small generator or something to help recharge batteries, something right. like that.
1: because in very overcast extended overcast situations you almost can't carry enough solar yep um just the efficiency problem correct um, and in which case if you're still trying to go that route of being completely solar based and you would have to carry a massive solar bank to make it through multiple days of not enough sunlight.
2: Yeah, if, uh, yeah. Especially if you,
1: I mean, or the either that or really limit your use. Right. I still say summer months, considering where we live. If you can, if you can put, swing it, higher latitude and higher altitude in the summer months, and yeah. then you can get away with using less electricity, and you're not dying when you're outside. It's very true. So, Lindsay, thoughts? Yeah, what you, you what you, your, you got on, on the cover, cover. <laughs>
0: hey you know i knew you would turn uh el nino into a off-grid discussion
1: technical somewhere somehow
0: right? hey you know you gotta, i'm, you I'm along for the, the ride
1: it's good stuff so i think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode anybody have any thoughts anybody who has any thoughts on these topics whether it be our first topic which is what's in your IC kit um it kit. Pro- Products that you like, products that that have worked for you, Um, maybe some cautionary tales. Just let us know. Go on our socials. Um, As far as recipes, I am really keen to learn some recipes that we're the three of us. We're. I'm not a good cook. I'm not a very avid cook. I am an avid eater, and I want things camping to be fairly simple. I think the three of us are kind of in that.
0: I'm a great cook. I'm just not very adventurous.
1: Okay. I'm not adventurous either. And
2: I don't really cook all that often. Mm-hmm. I do. I do like to do some ribs every now and then on the grill. But sure. Yeah.
0: And especially when it comes to camping, I'm not adventurous because I just I never have a plan.
2: I want it to be super easy when I'm out camping, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to have to spend hours maybe prepping a meal so fast easy get your nutrition and yeah or
1: pre-prepped and and get on with it the best thing would be easy and pre-prepped boom yeah so let us know what your your ideas what your go-tos are your favorite recipes or or something that you're going to try you've had you found something and you're going to put it out there so let us know what's up and then finally uh pay attention to the weather and we hope that it is a fantastic camping season for you because of the change towards a el nino weather pattern So there it is.
0: If you're listening uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, we really appreciate a rating and a review. It helps other people locate our podcast. Mm -hmm. So if you have a second, we would really appreciate going up on Apple Podcasts, giving us a five-star rating and a review. Thank you.
1: All right. That does it for this episode of the RV Small Talk Podcast. We will get on with our things and then sit down on microphones again next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.